Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and today's guest is the fantastic Liz Hardy. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher and wherever else you get your podcasts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help to get our name out there. Now it's time to go off script and find out Liz's true story about making stuff up. And please welcome this week's guest. She is a fellow oiker and she is a wonderfully talented improviser. It's Liz. Welcome, Liz. Hello. <laughs> pleased to be here. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad you're pleased. Uh, that makes two of us. So thanks for joining <laughs> me for this chat. I'm excited to get to know more about you. I'm, gonna, I'm excited for other people to get to know all about you. Uh, so I'm going to jump straight into all things improv as I like to. And I'm going to ask, how did you get involved with Liverpool Comedy Improv? And what was the journey in improv before that point? Um, well, um, I've always really been interested in the theatre. Um, ever since my two daughters were really young, um, they both loved the theatre. We'd go to plays, we'd go to shows, that kind of thing. And they actually preferred going to the theatre than going anywhere else, really. So we kind of grew up with that background. And then um, we, uh, we started going to the Unity Theatre in Liverpool quite a lot. And they do, uh, it's only a very small theatre. And um, they used to do um, shows by, uh, it was like a, a, an improv group, an improv theatre group. Right. Um, and we used to do whole impro improvised plays. Um, I think they were called Hoof, if I remember right. Uh, they don't exist anymore, but they were right. amazing. They did like whole improvised plays, which absolutely amazed me that people could do that. Mm -hmm. So that was my first um, taste of improv, if you like. I hadn't really heard about it until then. And then... Um, Years later, when my youngest daughter went to live in Birmingham, she was uh, and she qualified as a teacher. She didn't really know many people down there, right. so she joined an improv group oh, cool. down there. Uh, just like uh, did a few courses with them and sort of joined improv group. And when I went to see her one time, she took me to an improv show uh, down there, and I thought, "Oh, this is amazing! I'd love to do something like this." Yeah. And then I saw, um, just by chance, I saw something on Facebook about Liverpool Comedy Improv and I'd never heard of them. Right. Uh, and so I contacted Emma and I said, am I too old for this? They're <laughs> 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 all going to be 20 year olds. Um, no, seriously, because I thought, oh, maybe, you know, if they're all like really young and everything, I, I, I just feel a bit out of place. But she was really lovely and she messaged back, no, no, it's fine. Just come along, see what you think. So I did, and that was in September 2018. And uh, I've kind of never looked back since. So I did um, a course with them, uh, the improvisation course. Yeah. Um, and uh, MAD, Merseyside Academy of Drama, it was. Okay. And um, it was strange because I remember the, the very first class, we all introduced ourselves and everybody else was saying, oh, yeah, I've done this course, I've done mm. that course. I used to be an amateur actor, I used to be, you know, I've acted in this, that and the other. And I'm like, oh, I've never done anything like this before. And I was the only one who had never done anything before. Yeah. And um, it just felt a bit strange. But 
honestly, I was hooked after that. And, you know, the rest is history, really. Yeah. I think one of the great things about improv is really the only qualification you need for improv is the desire to want to do improv. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, I loved it um, right from the start. Um, we just had such a laugh doing everything. And I think I think that was the main thing, that it was just so much fun. Even if you, you know, struggled with something or you weren't really sure or you couldn't think of uh, what to say, it, it didn't matter because it was improv and um, everybody helps each other out a little bit as well. And uh, yeah. it felt like it just felt good to be part of something that was so much fun. And you mentioned yeah. there, you mentioned being slightly older and worried about if it was just going to be a young person's game and if you'd be able to get involved or fit in. So I love that you didn't let that stand in your way and that you did put yourself in that situation to at least give it a go. And look what's happened since well yeah um because i think quite a few years ago i did think about doing some acting courses and for some reason i just never put myself forward for anything and uh one of my daughters actually trained in acting at university and she uh she's done a few plays and things like that she's part of a theater group in salford and i've been to see her in things and i remember thinking oh you know I wish I'd done something like this myself when I was younger. Yeah. Um, so I'm really glad that I did put myself forward for it because, you know, there's plenty of older people doing it. And, um, you know, I mean, you don't have to be young to be an actor, obviously, or to be an improviser. And so I'm really pleased that I have um, done that. You know, I'd have kicked myself if I hadn't really. <laughs> <laughs> so before 2018, when you first got involved in improv, did you have just zero experience in performing? Um, yeah, I'd never done any acting, any kind of courses before. Um, I've always loved the theatre, as I say, yeah. one of my daughters is, does act and the other one is into improv. But I'd never done anything at all before. So it was all completely new to me. Um, so the improvisation was the very first course I did. And then since then, I've gone on to do a few other courses you know with mad and acted yeah. in a play and become part of the oikers and um yeah so it's all been a bit of an adventure for me really yeah. so yeah let's just talk about the oikers for a minute because that is one of the massive highlights of of my year this previous year yeah <laughs> and i just want to hear your take on things so let's say your version of how the oikers came about and what we are yeah um yeah, because we started doing the the Zoom Zoom prof, um, didn't we? Uh, yeah. As part of um, Emma's like Liverpool comedy improv improv uh, course, um, so I, th I think I was a little bit unsure how how it would trans you know transfer onto um, onto Zoom really yeah. from being used to be doing improv or doing any kind of course uh face to face uh but i think um i think once we tried it i realized oh, there's a lot you can do yeah. um on zoom um and so uh, i just started to relax a bit and think yes this is really good and then um when we started kind of gelling as a group really yeah. um and as you know obviously the oikers came about almost by accident through um <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, a very fortunate um, misspelling of, of uh, a suggestion for fruit pickers <laughs> and became fruit oikers. Yeah. And uh, it, the name just stuck, I think, and it just seemed such a great name to go forward with. And then when it was suggested that, you know, maybe we could do, maybe we could become a little improv group. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was fantastic, you know, because we do sort of gel together. We're like different people from different parts of the Northwest, really, and different ages and different experiences, I suppose. Some people are yeah. a lot more, um, have, have a lot more experience than others, I think. But I think we all bring different things to the group, don't we? Oh, totally. And, yeah. Um, and it's been great doing doing stuff online with everyone. And it'll I think it'll be quite an adventure eventually if we manage to do some um face to face stuff as well. Yeah. You know, um, I think as the Oikers or whatever. I love that we've just got this wonderful foundation and it's just gonna grow and we're gonna we're just gonna build something special, I think, with the Oikers. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be really uh, interesting to actually meet up with with the, my fellow Oikers, really, because I've not really met. Um, I've only met one or two people in real life Yeah. Um, from the group, actually. Everybody else they only know online, so it'll be nice to actually meet in person. Oh, yeah, and totally. And I think, I think moving forward, it's going to be great to be able to have these opportunities to meet and do things in person, but to keep a constant connection online as well i think it's going to be really great yeah because obviously we we meet like weekly at the moment don't we and um it's just it's something to look forward to in these times because like the last year has been so weird for everybody that it's good to have something to focus on and something to bring people together a little bit because um especially like because I live on my own and I know a few of the other people um in the group live on their own as well and I think it's yeah. it's just a, a really nice time to just focus on other people for a, a change and feel like part of something as well yeah and yeah. I think the fact that so we did the intermediate group the intermediate course with LCI and we did a few courses back to back and what I love is that we were actually encouraged by Emma to go out there and, and have a go. She said, look, you guys are, are good enough to go out and, and try and do something by yourself. And she's always there if we need help and advice. And I just think it's great that she, she's helped create something and she's let us spread our wings and, and go off and, and have a go at it. Yeah, it's, it's just cool to know that the drop-ins are there and we can go and play with different people because sometimes we need to go off and play with different people, even though it's great playing with the oikers and it's great to understand the people that you're playing with to a really sort of deep level and you know what skills this person brings and what skills that person brings but then to go off sometimes and every time I go to a drop-in you're often there with people you've never met before you don't know what experience they have and I, I sometimes enjoy that sort of okay I'm going back to square one I'm feeling feeling out what this person is like yeah yeah I've done um I haven't done so many drop-ins recently but um right right at the beginning before we you know we started doing our intermediate stuff uh I did do quite a few drop-ins and there were um there was usually a core group but there was always a few new people and then recently um 
I've done one or two and like you say meet up with uh, new people you've never met before and it's it's always a little bit of a challenge because you've no idea what those people are going to come forward with yeah uh, uh, or what skills they have or whatever and it's it's just all part of the experience isn't it so yeah I, I do love doing that and I've, I've been I've done a couple of other courses as well like improv type things uh, again um, meeting up with different people sometimes like international as well you know so like the Brian Palermo course that we did. Palermo. Yeah. Uh, you were part of that as well. I was, yeah, and, it was um, great. And there were people like from Sweden, Luxembourg, India. It was great. You know, it was just fascinating to know that all these people from all over the place were all interested in the same thing. Yeah. So that was great, yeah. And yeah. as an improviser, do you... Do you feel that you have a style? Would you label what you do fits a particular style of improv? Um, <laughs> I think I like to do stuff like um, anything that involves dressing up or um, wearing a silly hat maybe or having a, some yeah. kind of prop. I love anything like that where you can become a character. Um and so that's why when we do all the different games, um, I like the ones where, you know, you can do like a, a physical, a physicality yeah. type thing or um, where, like you say, you can um, dress up or put a vo silly voice on or have, have some kind of prop to help you. Yeah. So I suppose, um, I don't really know what you call it really, but I just like, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. you really like characters and physicality and props and things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I should probably say for anyone that's listening that hasn't seen you perform before, you are fantastic with having props. And sometimes like people are laughing before you've done anything because you've just come on camera and you've got some crazy glasses on or hats and things, or you're, you're up and you're ready to do something in some, some crazy position. And one of my favorite scenes that I've done that's been recorded in the last year was at one of our intermediate showcases and it was domestic Olympics. I love domestic Olympics as a game and I love the commentary side of things, just being off, being in the voice and narrating what's going on. And you are awesome at actually doing the physical stuff. And yeah, anytime I get to see you do anything like that, I just love it because it just, it just puts a smile on my face. Yeah. yeah, well, I love taking part in anything like that. And I thought, well, I just happened to have a sweatband and some sweat um, arm things. I thought, <laughs> yeah, domestic Olympics, there you go. <laughs> and it's just silly little things like that, isn't it? Sometimes you can just, uh, you know, something just occur to you and you think, right, I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah. And I love, I love you really pay attention in those sorts of games. You pay attention to what the commentators are saying and, and you fit your actions to what they're saying and you're and if the commentator says oh so and so is about to do such and such you really pay attention and you go and do what they said you're about to go and do yeah yeah um and the thing with the domestic olympics that is one of my favorite games to do and i remember when um when i did that very first uh course with emma um at, at mad when we'd uh the very first improv course that I did at the end of the 10 weeks or whatever we did a showcase um this was when people could actually meet up this yeah. was in 2018 <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, pre-lockdown times and um, we did a showcase uh, at the Black E which is like a little community theatre in Liverpool and um, one of the things that uh, one of the games I got involved in was Domestic Olympics and I had to um, we were doing the ironing challenge right and uh, the guy who was doing the uh, acting challenge with, um, he's really tall. He's about six foot two and I'm only little like five foot. And um, we were doing this ironing challenge. And then at the end, I just came towards him and as if I was punching him, basically <laughs> fell down. And it was just so funny. It was just a daft thing, really. But, you know, anything like that, just sort of, because you just have to, do it on the spur of the moment you don't get time to think you're just doing it in the character aren't you yeah i think that's the most yeah and how does that game compare playing it in real life and playing it on zoom are there major differences or is it quite similar um yeah it's it's quite similar in some ways but obviously doing it um in person you you can interact more with the the other person um who yeah. acting in acting with but um i think uh i mean I, I i like both but i'd love to get the chance to do it um in person again you know and hopefully we will yeah. do soon because it's always i think there's always that feeling that you really wish you, would, you could do it in, in person again and like for example um uh after that course had finished uh, I started going a few times to the Pilgrim for yeah. Emma's uh, the L side drop-in improv things on a Monday. Uh, that was before they started doing it, the Fly and the Loaf. Yeah. But at, at the Pilgrim, because it's a, a quite a big upstairs room, and there was always at least twenty people there. Cool. And it that was that was great as well because um, I'd say there were probably a core group of about probably about six or seven people used to go every every week right but then there'd always be new people there and it was great to be part of that as well and yeah. um you know she, she would challenge us with all kinds of different new games a lot of the time as well and sometimes it's hard to come forward yeah when there's not many other people you know and I always thought some of the people are just absolutely amazing so much better than me and so much more experienced than me but it was you were always encouraged to to try to get everybody to join in and everybody to take part and um you know there's the only way to learn isn't it you know to yeah. have that experience even if you step forward and nothing came out so <laughs> just froze it was like okay so that would be incorporated as part of the scene you know so um and are there particular games that still to this day you're just like mm, not my favorite yeah i think for me, like I already said, I, I like all the, the the character type things and the action, you know, the physical type things, really. Yeah. The ones that I find more of a challenge are where you have to, for example, um, that one, 168, yeah. or questions only, where you have to be really quick and, and think of something straight away, um, or ones that you have to... Um, you know, where, where you're um, narrating or um, introducing something, whether you anchor, yeah. that kind of thing, uh, or interviewing, anything like that. You know, like, I know that you like 
you like that side of it, don't you? Like yeah, I do. Racing or being the anchor and stuff. They're the ones that I find more challenging. I mean, okay. I, have, I have joined in with those sometimes, but they're not, yeah, they're not my fit. And I always, I'm just in awe of people who can do that, really, because it's good that we all have different skills, though, isn't it? Different oh, likes yeah. and dislikes. And, um, you know, and for that reason, that's why it's great to be part of a group, because everybody has different likes and dislikes and different skills and different things. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, everyone brings something different to the table, and that's what makes that's what makes a group interesting because we're diverse. If we were all the same, it would be boring, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, and things like puns as well, because I know like some of the people in the group are just amazing at them, and you know, just can think of something instantly. And you know, it would take me about ten minutes, and then I come up with a great one, and that oh, you know, and that's my <laughs> only one. <laughs> I'll keep that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I think like when we do the showcases and stuff, um, I think that um, that's a way of um, demonstrating what different people are good at, and you know, different yeah. people's strengths and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned the puns there, so I love a good pun, and I think <laughs> it's it's great that there's so many different ways to make people laugh i mean it's not always about making people laugh and improv but a lot of what we do as the oikers for example we do like to make people laugh because um you know we're trying to have funny scenes as, be as best we can and some of us are very good with uh making people laugh through words and puns and things like that and then you're very good at making people laugh through physicality and characters so i think it is good because improv, it isn't just one type of humor. Like if you go to see a particular comedian, you're in for a night of a particular style of joke. And if you like that style of joke, then great. But if you don't like that style of joke, then it's going to be a boring night. But with improv, because there's so many different types of humor on stage at the same time, then chances are that there's at least one of those people that's going to be for everyone different yeah. in the audience, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just going to say as well that that was brought to mind when um, I think it was in two, yes, 2019, um, as part of Merseyside Academy Drama, the Mad um, Theatre Group, uh, I um, took part in the play that they did yeah. uh, in the summer, the summer play, and it was um, it was called Stepping Out. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, basically, just very quickly, that the uh, premise of the, the play was it was meant to be uh, a group of quite diverse people who'd all come together to do um, uh, a, a tap dance, tap dancing <laughs> class. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. And <laughs> I was absolutely amazed to have got a part in this. Um, but um, this tap dancing class is made up of people only of, of 10 of us of which eight of us were absolutely meant to be rubbish at it. <laughs> and only two people were really good. But I was given this part of, in the original play, she was meant to, my character was meant to be quite shy and anxious, but somehow I managed to put like a comic twist on this. <laughs> and I just developed my own character from it, um, where I did everything wrong and said wrong things at the wrong time and did, all my steps wrong and everything 
and I was meant to come in each time I came on stage I had a bicycle helmet on and right. I was wheeling a bike and I was you know I was, I was trying to take my boots off and I was like always getting in a fluster and it came when we did the actual performances it was so funny because I, I was made up really because every time I came on stage I only had to come on stage and everybody would laugh <laughs> or I just you know, go to say something and everybody would just start laughing. I thought, okay, <laughs> I don't care that they're laughing at me, but it's great to get a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's something quite pantomime about that. I, I love a good pantomime and some, sometimes there are characters designed to just make you laugh just from their presence. Yeah, yeah. Because at one time I just, I just came on stage with my bike and I wheeled it across the stage and the whole time the audience was just laughing. <laughs> As I walked across them, <laughs> and it wasn't meant to be funny, but they just for some reason thought. So, <laughs> how does it feel? Describe the feeling of being in that position, coming on stage, and getting that reaction from people. This felt really good because, as I say, I've not had any, I've not got any kind of um, tra acting training or background or anything, and yeah. um, you know, just to be able to. Uh, become a character that had a reaction from people like that um, it just felt really good you know because I thought well I must be doing something right <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know I think um, as, as I've always loved the theatre anyway and just to get that experience only like on a, a small stage you know um, yeah. and, like 100 people watching and stuff but it was just getting that feeling of like um yeah this is what I really enjoy doing you know so yeah and anything I mean I love my improv but I do like other things as well so I've done a few other acting courses with Mad okay I've done the play for example I've done like monologues and that kind of thing yeah and um obviously I've only very recently in the last week I've retired from work finally <laughs> and um it's I've, I've looked forward to to this for a while because you know I've been I felt like really ready to retire and now that I've actually retired even though it's not properly sunk in yet um I, I'd just like to pursue a few things um along the acting line if you like and maybe do something like um extra work or something awesome. like that as well alongside the improv yeah um i've got more chance to do that now so that's great so what line of work have you retired from well uh i've done quite a number of jobs over the years but mostly it's been in um pharmaceuticals okay or medical supplies that kind of thing so my most recent job i was working as quality assurance officer in a medical supplies company in Runcorn. Um, and it's quite, quite a stressful job in a way because we're dealing with um, people, we're dealing with customers and patients who are um, sometimes, you know, quite ill, critically yeah. ill sometimes. And uh, we, we supply stuff to the NHS for those people um things like feeds and pumps and people right. who uh, have to rely on that kind of medical equipment so it was quite a stressful job in a way uh but and quite challenging but um you know quite different to uh 
you know what I like to do to relax mm. if you know what yeah. I mean so yeah but um I did feel that um I did enjoy the job but towards the end you know thinking right I've had enough now <laughs> I want to <laughs> do something else <laughs> yeah so and I did um I just wanted to say as well I did originally qualify as teacher Oh, right. um, many years ago in the 70s it was but I didn't stay in that for long uh, I've, I've done lots of other things since then yeah um, I've had quite a varied career really so I've never really stayed in any one job for I think the longest job I stayed in was for 14 years okay but every other job's like you know you know so six years here you know 10 yeah. years here whatever. and when you did qualify as a teacher was it primary or high school yeah it was primary um, but I went. I did my teach training in Leeds. Okay. And at the time, they had like a different uh, instead of like primary and secondary. Then I don't know if they still do it now, but in Yorkshire anyway, at the time they had uh, lower school, middle, and then upper school. All right. Um, different age ranges is a little bit different. Um, so I sort of did middle school, which is kind of top primary and lower secondary that age group right um but uh i, I do admire people who who teach now like yourself Ian. um <laughs> i really think it's a very challenging occupation it's great that some people are prepared to do it but in a way in a way i'm sort of glad i moved away from it because i don't really think it was for me um yeah. yeah and i think you have to be a particular type of person to do it so yeah, yeah, you certainly do have to <laughs> be a particular type of person to do it. It's not it's not something that you can just go and do and think, oh, you know, I can't I can't do other things, but I, so I just go and teach because I know there is the stigma of of teachers do that, but you can't have that mindset as a teacher. You have to care passionately about it to do it, otherwise yeah. it wouldn't be worth doing because it's a lot of hassle and it's not a lot of money. So <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a vocation and it's definitely something that um you immerse your whole life in really isn't it you know you can't yeah. really switch off i think yeah totally like nursing that's something very similar you know yeah. a lot yeah. of hassle not a lot of money but you care passionately about it yeah definitely yeah yeah so it's just nice not to have to think about having to work for a living anymore um and i just feel that you know stuff like improv and acting and that it's uh i'm going to be able to devote a bit more time to that kind of thing now and especially because we're hopefully starting to come out of lockdown restrictions are lifting yeah. it'll be a little bit easier to meet up with people again and do stuff um on face-to-face -face level you know so um, i'm quite a few years away from retirement sadly but um i would like to ask what does it feel like to actually retire is there a great sense of accomplishment that comes from it um I don't know. It's it's kind of it's kind of a strange feeling at the moment because uh, it's not really sunk in yet. <laughs> it's only like last week when I actually finally retired, and I think this last year it's been such a weird year anyway because yeah. um, I was working from home to start with. Anyways, working from home for the first few months, and then a few of us were asked to start going into work again a few days a week. So I was doing part working from home part um in work so it, that which was good because I quite enjoyed being able to meet up with colleagues again and see yeah. people um so I think 
but building up towards the retirement, because um, it's something I'd look forward to for quite a long time, because um, a lot of my friends, um, I still have a lot of friends who were teachers and they, right. they retired in the late 50s, early 60s. So they retired a few years ago. And so most of my friends are already retired. <laughs> it's like just me hanging on. Hanging on. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, it's it's a sense of kind of relief, really, in a way. Yeah. Um, but I still I will miss my my work colleagues, really. And especially having retired during this year of lockdown, it's just completely different to how it normally is, because I saw only saw most of my colleagues um, online for the last year yeah. because there was only a couple of us who had to go into work. Everyone else was working from home, so we just used to see each other like a, a weekly um, video call, yeah. and then I had my final like goodbye to everyone on a on like a Zoom call <laughs> on the last day, and it was just. It just felt weird, but they, I mean, in saying that, I still got some great presents and stuff, and they decorated my desk at work oh, and all that. And I did all that, but there was only like there's hardly anyone there, and it was just a weird feeling. Um, and I think it just takes a little bit of getting used to now. Um, but luckily, I've got things that I want to do, and um, you know, because I know some people sadly retire with not very many ideas in mind and um find it a little bit lonely and a little bit strange because they've not really got any other interests and things um and i've even heard that some people dread the idea of retirement yeah (laughs) (laughs) which to me is a strange idea but uh, i do know that that happens and that's why i think it's really important that you know people have other interests and have um things that they want to do outside of work because work shouldn't really just be your life should it I mean oh, yeah, it should totally. be part of your life but it, it shouldn't be the be all and end all because there's lots of other things you can do with your time and I think that's why I'm so pleased that uh, I, I got into like, like acting and improv and stuff um, a bit later in life than a lot of people and I, yeah. I thought, well, I'll give it a go. And if, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, at least I've given it a go. You know, I'm so glad I have now. Yeah. And I always think back to a quote I heard quite early on in my improv journey. And it was something that Emma Bird said. And it was, improv finds you when you need it, not the other way around. You don't seek out improv. It, it seeks you out. And I think that's so true from just the stories I've been hearing when I've been talking to people on this podcast or just through general chit chat with improviser friends over this last year. Yeah, everyone's journey is so different and it seems that improv just comes along at the right time. Yeah, and I think it did for me. It was really strange because like I say, when um, my daughter moved to Birmingham and I went to see that a couple of shows with her and it kind of rekindled my whole interest in the in the idea of improv and uh, it was her that encouraged me really she said I think you'd really like to you know I think you'd be really good yeah. at something like this why don't you look into it and I thought oh no no <laughs> you know I'm past all that now she said don't be stupid and then like I say literally probably I don't know how this happened but it's something popped up on my Facebook from Liverpool Comedy Improv and I hadn't been looking for anything (laughs) and it literally just popped up and I thought wow well this might be 
what I'm looking for. <laughs> this might be sign. <laughs> yeah. Um, and obviously it was. So um, like you say, improv did come looking for me, I think. You know, and it found me, which is great. And um, um sorry. You you go on, sorry. I was just gonna say as well, um there's a, an improv in the park thing that Emma's arranged, which um I'm gonna be doing that's like for the next three Sundays. Cool. Um, it's at Sefton Park in Liverpool and she's arranged like for just a small group to do yeah. actual improv in the park weather depending obviously um, and uh, so I've not done anything like that before and it'll probably look a bit strange to anybody else who happens <laughs> to just be in the park at the time these weird group of people you know prancing about and uh, <laughs> uh, doing stuff but uh, yeah again that that's something that um, I'm looking forward to doing as well so I think this episode will go out just after those three Sundays have passed. So if there's anyone listening that is interested in such a thing, uh, keep checking out the Liverpool Comedy Improv Facebook page and website for any upcoming events such as Improv in the Park that could be coming your way soon. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you've spoken about your daughters quite a few times in this chat. I just want to ask, have your daughters had an opportunity to watch you perform? Uh, yeah, yeah, they both have. Um, as I say, my, uh, my oldest daughter lives in Manchester. My youngest daughter lives in Rugby in Warwickshire now. She moved there about a year ago. Um, they've seen me quite a lot um, doing stuff online, online, you know, when we do yeah. our um, showcases and that kind of thing. So they're both very supportive of anything like that. And obviously, um, when I did my play as well, um, they've both been along to, to see me there. And they are very supportive of anything I do um, cool. in that respect. But I can say my oldest daughter anyway, she um, she's part of a theatre group. And, you know, so she's she's done this for like, you know, years and years yeah. herself. And my youngest daughter loves it. She was part of an improv group, but they, they, they're not... Um, working together anymore but she's still um i think she likes doing stuff in person as well so they yeah. are both very supportive and um you know i think i think they were both a bit surprised when i first started doing it <laughs> <laughs> but i think they're just uh yeah you know they've always been very supportive and you know other members of the family as well yeah. so uh, and are they as performers are they funny or do they like the serious side of acting um, well, my oldest daughter, she did uh, acting at university. She got a degree in acting in uh, Manchester. And um, she's done both serious plays and comedy. Um, and she's part of Salford Theatre Group now. Um, and it's mostly serious stuff that they do. Yeah. But in herself, I think she, she would shine as more of a comedy actor. I think yeah. she's got that... Um, you know that sort of sense of humor about her that um would lend itself more to a, a comedy character uh, my other daughter youngest daughter i think she she's into her improv and she loves the comedy side of things and she's cool. got a th she's a little bit more uh what do I say a little bit more outgoing and a bit more assertive and i think i could even see her do something like stand up at some stage oh, cool. you know cuz oh. yeah yeah I don't know where we where she where they get this um, <laughs> talent from. Really, it's it's not from me, but <laughs> um, 
I think I think the my, young, my oldest daughter Rose, she's quite artistic as well and loves sketching and stuff like that. She's got a very artistic mind, so I think that um, that helps as well. You know. Um, yeah. Well, you yeah. say you say that you you think that they don't get it from you, but. I would argue otherwise. Just because you've only <laughs> recently discovered this uh, side of you doesn't mean it hasn't always been there. You just haven't focused on it before. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think um, one of the things that I've, uh, I really enjoyed doing recently as well, um, apart from the improv, was um, when I had the chance to do the monologues um, yeah. as part of the, uh, one of the mad courses that I did, which was focusing on character. Um, and we we had to choose monologues to do. It was only a, like a say three minute monologue, but again, it was online. Yeah. And um, I really enjoyed doing that. And um, I was lucky I got to do two different characters. One was quite serious, a bit of a sad character, and the other one was um, like a quite a, a comedic character, really. And I love doing the contrast of those two different things. And I found doing a monologue quite challenging as well. Um, something that um, scared me a little bit about doing it. But uh, <laughs> again, it was a challenge and, you know, uh, something that I'm really pleased that uh, I managed to, to do, really. So so what's your yeah. feelings about learning lines? Um, obviously, it's extremely different to doing improv because improv, you just like, making stuff up as you go along yeah. uh, you don't have to worry about lines you just have to make sure that you you don't completely freeze up um <laughs> can't think of anything uh with learning lines yeah it's um it is quite a challenge um but uh i mean and I, I think different people have different techniques for doing that i don't particularly have a technique for doing it i just have to <laughs> learn it and know it and you know, sort of walk around the house like with my script in hand, try not to look at it and <laughs> saying stuff aloud to myself all the time. But yeah, yeah it is a challenge. But um, yeah, I, I surprised myself really that I was able to do it. But uh, I think, one, yeah, I was going to say as well, one of the things that I always remember sticks in my mind, like years ago, I went to see um, a play at The Everyman in Liverpool and it was um, Shirley Valentine. Right. which is basically a one-woman monologue, the play yeah. is anyway. And I was totally intrigued by that because it was just one woman actor on the stage and she did the whole play as a monologue. And it wow. was like a good hour, you know. And I thought, how the heck did she do that? I managed to do three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Only just. <laughs> and I did hesitate in the middle as well. How on earth someone could do an hour-long monologue play? You know, it's just amazing, isn't it? That oh yeah, totally. It's incredible. Yeah. I remember a few years back now, I was in a pantomime, and I'd written the pantomime, and I regularly would miss lines in rehearsals or just com completely like get things in the wrong order and stuff like that. And <laughs> people, they'd say to me, 
but you wrote the script and i was like well yeah <laughs> but writing the script is one thing and then remembering what this character's got to say and when he's got to say it that's a completely different thing entirely it doesn't matter that i wrote it <laughs> all that means is yeah. if it goes wrong i can probably make up stuff that would be along those same lines but when other people are expecting you to say precise things at precise times this is a different ball game entirely <laughs> Exactly, yeah. And also uh, alongside saying the lines, you've got to be able to, um, you know, put the expressions into it as well and uh, yeah. you know, uh, think about how it's coming across, and how it's verbalised. So it's it's a whole host of things, not just saying lines. So, yeah, it, it is quite a challenge. Yeah, yeah and, definitely. Uh... One last thing just before we finish, you touched on something before and I, I want to talk about it. And you spoke about when you were doing uh, something in real life, you were with a very tall person. He was six foot two. I think, and you said that you yourself are quite small. I've noticed that I am terrible at gauging people's height because everyone I've been improvising with, they're on Zoom. And there's been a few people over the last year that at various times of the ease of lockdown restrictions, etc. I've been able to meet up with a few people and I've been surprised at how tall or how short they are. I completely cannot judge how tall people are from Zoom. How about you? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I've no idea either. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think if I met all of you, um, I, I just envisaged you being quite tall, Ian, but I bet you're not, are you? How tall do you think I am? I think you'd probably be about six foot. I'm not quite six foot, I'm five foot ten. Right, that's pretty tall. <laughs> but yeah, I, I imagine that some people, yeah, I've, I've got a picture in my mind and I have met a couple of the people. I, I've met Heather in real life and I know she's taller than me and I've met Dave in real life when he used to come to the um, the Pilgrim. Yeah. But I don't think I've met any of the other people. But yeah, I, you just have a picture in your mind, don't you? And then, um, yeah, I, that's why I think it'll be really interesting um, if and when we manage to all meet up in person yeah. and do one of our gigs uh, as the Oikers. It'll just be really, I think it'll be strange for all of us at first, you know, seeing seeing each other in 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 real life. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It will be surreal in some ways, I think. Yeah, definitely. But um, I think because we've all got to know each other quite well on uh, online, I think, I'm just hoping it'll translate into real life just, just as easily oh, yeah. as well. I think it will. I don't have any worries about that. I think it'll be good. <laughs> uh, awesome. So just before we go, do you have uh, any social media that you want to share with anyone if they want to catch up with you and see anything you're doing online? Um, to be honest, I'm only, I'm only actually on Facebook. Um, I don't have any other sort of social media things. I mean, I... I have tried Twitter a couple of times, but you know I've never really um, put much on there. I tend to just browse it and look at what the people are doing. So it's only really Facebook that I'm on okay. um, at the moment. But um, anybody can find me on Facebook if they want to. You know. Okay, so people under my posh name of Elizabeth Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> people can check that out, and if they're on Facebook, they can go to the Oikers page and see some of the the videos that we've got on there, and just find out about us. And go to our website where they can read blogs that we've written and just find out all things oika and if you're wondering how to spell oikas spell the word pickers but change the p for an o exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we've got a facebook page and we've got a website and people can go and check that out so that brings us to the end of this uh, interview thank you very much for joining me it's been a pleasure okay that's great i've really enjoyed doing it thanks ian 
Okay, take care. Bye. Bye. Well, thank you so much to Liz. That was another superb chat. And what I am just loving about this podcast is I'm getting to know people that I'm spending a lot of time with. But when I just get together with people and improvise, you know, we improvise. We have a little bit of a chat in between, but we don't get to know each other sort of deeply. So when I get opportunities to just sit and chat and really get to know people that I'm spending lots of time with, it's it's awesome and I'm really loving it. And what I also love is the feedback that I've been getting from people that are saying the same thing. They like listening to these interviews because they are getting to know people that they're spending a lot of time with in a, a much deeper way. And for me to be able to bring this to you, I, I'm just truly blessed. And I just want to thank you all for continuing to listen and support the show so thank you very much we spoke about the oikas a lot in this episode because liz and i are in the oikas so you can check as i said check us out on facebook and our website is theoikas.com if you love all things improv don't forget to check out other troops that have come out of liverpool comedy improv there's boss birds there's broken chair improv and i think we're on the verge of more troops forming as well and just Keep looking for all things improv that's out there. There's so much going on online. You are about to find something that'll work for you. The different types of courses that are out there. Use this opportunity to just explore. You know, it's gone truly global in the last year, and there are fantastic courses out there that wouldn't have been available to you beforehand. So if you're someone that's just perhaps going to a drop in here and there, I'd I would recommend look out for the different courses. Liverpool Comedy Improv has got so many different courses going on. Check them out because you will meet wonderful people, if nothing else. But you will have a great time and you will learn some wonderful skills. So thanks. That's another great episode. I look forward to bringing you another great episode next week. But before we finish, if you are interested in getting into improv or are you already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene? Then all the info you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk. You can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv. And on Twitter and Instagram, we are at Live Comedy Improv. If you're a member of the LCI community and you would like to be a guest on the show, then please get in touch with me or with Emma Bird and we will make arrangements as soon as possible. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, as always, I ask, give us a five-star rating, leave us a review. It will really help to boost the show and get our name out there. If you're interested in seeing what I'm up to in the world of improv or just anything else I've got going on, you can check me out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Search for Ian Luke Jones or at Ian Luke Jones on the ones that use the at. And uh, you'll find out what I'm up to on youtube i've got loads of different videos there's improv on there there's motivational monday videos there's humorous moment videos there's all sorts going on so check it out and that brings us to the end but before i go as always here are some words that are wise 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 always remember whatever the situation to treat life like improv and yes and <laughs>